0: We do we play like we play.
1: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Big Easy Bets. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, as always, Nick Von Brick.
2: I gotcha, I gotcha.
1: Back with us again, Justin, the Russian concussion mascaro. Good evening. Episode 96 of Big Easy Bets is brought to you by Prediction Strike. Stop what you're doing. Go download the app, use the promo code Big Easy Bets, or go to the website www.predictionstrike.com. It's a stock market for athletes. I've been talking about it. We've been using it. We've been making money. Hand over fist. So, buy shares of an athlete that you think is going to have a good week coming up. Maybe give me one. Who's going to have a good week? Um, Not Dalvin Cook because he's hurt again. I don't know. Okay. Justin, you got one? Who's having a good week in fantasy this week?
0: Cameron Newton.
1: Okay. Don't listen to Justin. Um. <laughs> But, yeah, his stock is very low right now. So if you think Cam's going to have a bounce-back week, might not even be starting, but you never know, Uh, go ahead buy low on Cam, and then it it can't get any worse. So you go ahead and you sell. I hope
2: Cole Beasley does good. Oh, yeah? Okay.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, prediction strike. Use the promo code Big Easy Bets. They'll match your first free athlete share of $20 or more. So episode 96 of Big Easy Bets. Conference championship week, some might say the most important week of the year uh some might argue otherwise but we're picking every single conference championship game for you but before we get to that uh we got a lot of stuff to unpack uh we got a i uh, mean great week for nick bad week for me but i was staring the devil right in the eyes it was almost the worst week i've ever had on this podcast and it was a big bounce back in the uh at the night slate of games justin rough week for you again in college. Um but we'll get to that. So, the biggest news of the week is obviously the fact that Brian Kelly's now the head coach of the LSU Tigers. What is your uh, initial thoughts on that? I like it. I love it, if I'm being honest. At first, I was like eh. that was my initial. I was like it's not the it's not the um the flashy hire. Like, it's not a Lane Kiffin or a Lincoln Riley. I sat on the stream, on the live stream, and said, I fucking hate
2: Lincoln Riley. Yeah, I don't like Lincoln Riley either, and I I think that us not getting him is a good thing.
1: But it's like, so, personally, I bet on Notre Dame a ton because they're a well-coached football team. They don't have the athletes. They never have the athletes that SEC-caliber teams have, but they always are a well-coached football team. I feel like that's fair to say. It seems like they've been top five at one point every single year. Granted, I know they play a not near as tough schedule as SEC opponents, um, but there's still something to be said for it because it's hard to recruit kids to go to the middle of nowhere in South Bend and say, hey, come play in the freezing cold, like kids, especially kids in the South and the West Coast. Like, oh, yeah, it's warm all year round where you're at. Come play in the freezing cold where nobody wants to fucking do anything. Mm-hmm. Like, So it's tough to get uh, good athletes over there. But he's consistently won. He's a much better football coach than Ed Orgeron, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Ed's probably a better recruiter. I would, I would hang my hat on that. But X's and O's? LSU recruits itself. Like, make no mistake. Ed Orgeron's a great recruiter, but it's easy when you got – Hey, come, come to here, come to death Valley. Like makes it a little bit easier to recruit. Um, especially when you have so much talent right in your backyard. So the ability to get five star prospects for coach Kelly has gone through the roof now and he's a better X's and O's guy. So, I mean, who do you think would have been a better hire? I Um, didn't even know he was on the table. I didn't either. Yeah. Like, well, when you
2: when you really think about it, there really
0: isn't that many.
1: No, there's not. I don't want Luke Fickle. I don't want Matt Campbell. I don't want Napier. I, I don't want any of them. I, what about
0: um, Michigan State's coach Mel Gordon? Mel Tucker. Yeah, Tucker? No, I like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I like Mel Tucker. But yeah, it, it became clear that he was going to uh, that he was going to resign, and he did with Michigan State for ten years. So, um, but it's like I. W- it was either. Dave Aranda or I would I would have taken Lincoln Riley I wouldn't have been upset but I think Brian Kelly's the better hire so I I see a lot of people are upset about it but it's like yeah it's just because it's not the young Joe Brady coach but that doesn't mean you're not taking this job if you're old and decrepit and on the last leg of your Mm -hmm. college career, like you're not going or your coaching career, you're not going to the toughest conference in the country. If you're not going there for one reason only, and that's to win a national championship. So uh, I'm, I'm very interested. Like the last two years have sucked. Like they've been, they've had good moments, but all in all for LSU standards, they've been terrible. Mm -hmm. So we're right back into the mix. Of expectations, at least. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, like, next year, it's going to be like...
2: The expectation never changes at LSU.
1: Well, exactly. But, I mean, after two years ago, it was like, Jesus, that year fucking sucked. And then it yeah. was like, okay, maybe this year. like. And then it quickly became apparent, really, the UCLA game. I was like, okay, it's more the same. Mm-hmm. So, we're having the same issues. Uh, and, obviously, we know what happened. We lost. Ed Orgeron had to step down. Um, but this was... This was a big a big deal. This was a big hire. It a, it's a good day for LSU football. So, everybody who is uh, mad on social media, you're probably mad about everything on fucking social media. You're probably complaining about the casino that they want to build. You're complaining that Drew Brees wants to open up a restaurant on the complex. You just want to complain. So stop it. Um, Those little
0: signs are funny. The casino's. casinos. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's yeah. kind of clever. Uh,
2: casino, yes, motherfucker. Um, yeah, do me a favor and complain more about taxes. I, I hate taxes. Yeah. Sales tax is the worst.
1: Yeah. I, uh, so yeah. I mean, is there anything else we need to touch on before we, uh, move on? Taysom's getting the reins for the Saints. It's about time. I mean, it, after the last two performances from Trevor Simeon, there was no way you could, um, in good faith roll that offense out there again. So, uh, We'll see what happens. All these guys in Taysom's corner, which I'm not not in Taysom's corner. I'm gonna root for Taysom to light it up because I'm a Saints fan. But all these people that have been saying like like Taysom should have been starting over Jameis, like don't go into hiding if he throws two interceptions and fumbles twice. So, but I hope he does not. Um, but yeah, all right. Let's recap last week's uh, college games. I'll go top to bottom in mine. Uh, it was an eventful, eventful weekend for sure. Um, but God, it, it took a long time to get a winner. So we started off with the Egg Bowl. I had the over 62. I'm going to be completely honest. I did not know that the weather was going to be a factor in this football game. Uh, it was, and I feel like if it wasn't, this hits the over easily. We had 52 points scored on a 51 over under. Um, or I'm sorry, we had fifty. 2 points scored on a 62 point over under. <sighs> so we started off bad there is what it is. Um then we had on Friday, we had one of the lowest points of my uh big easy bets career was Boise State arguably my my favorite definitely my favorite team to bet on um and one of the favorite teams to follow outside of LSU. Uh Boise State played San Diego State, so I had the spread at minus two and a half, and then I had the over forty four and a half so this was our live stream game uh this game ended with me needing a new phone and I need a new computer mouse um so Boise like I said two and a half point favorites they're up sixteen to three going into like right into the second quarter they're up sixteen to three. The final score ended twenty seven to sixteen because they pull. Well, one, I don't know what happened to Hank Bachmeyer. I'm fucking done with Hank Bachmeyer. Done, 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 done. I'm done with Boise until Hank Bachmeyer's gone. I can't do it anymore. After watching him, that smug little bitch standing on the sidelines smiling, I'm done. Um, San Diego State was looking like they couldn't do a damn thing, and then they went to the backup. Nick swore to God that this was the be- the worst quarterback that you'd ever see in your entire life, and he had a Heisman <laughs> moment. So. <laughs> Um, I broke the computer mouse and I smashed my phone through the wall. Um, on stream, so I had to get a new phone. Um, so that was and what was the most disappointing point was that we hyped up San Diego State's kicker, and he missed two field goals.
2: Yeah, well, the backup
1: holder was in. Yeah, yeah, the fucking ho- the starting holder was hurt, and the backup has never hurt. He doesn't know that a football has laces. So he literally gave the kicker the laces twice and yeah. maybe, no, he gave it to him three times, but he was able to make one of them. So he doesn't know that you're supposed to catch the snap, put the ball down and spin the laces out. Laces out, Dan, you haven't seen Ace Ventura. Um, so yeah, there was like, we end up miraculously getting in field goal range with seconds left and we are about to, we have a field goal to hit the over. And he misses it. Wide right because kickers only miss right. Um, lowest point of the week by far. Absolutely by far. Uh, Eastern Michigan plus eight and a half. Me and Nick were on opposite sides of this one. Um, let's see. Help me out if you – I don't know why – oh, because I'm on top 25 because ESPN is the dumbest shit ever. I know they didn't cover because it took me ten damn years to get a game to actually cover fucking – football spread uh they lost by 21 it was there for a little bit it looked like they had chances but uh central michigan pulled away towards the end ohio state minus eight bad pick michigan absolutely abused them on the ground uh there was a kenneth walker style performance from michigan's running back five touchdowns gave gave him the ball 30 times absolutely made him pay Uh, this was another weather game did not know that there was going to be a snowstorm throughout the north north uh northeast region of the country uh so that wasn't good at all uh alabama minus 19 and a half in the iron bowl bad pick another bad pick auburn takes them to four overtimes can't get it done bama pulls it out penn state minus one again the damn snowstorm penn state had this game and then they didn't back and forth plenty of opportunities for penn state critical fumble there at the very end um It is what it is. Credit to Michigan State, a well-coached team with Mel Tucker. The weather, I feel like, really fucked up how I was hoping the game would go um, because then it turned into you're going to run the ball more, which is Michigan State's strength. Um, So, whatever, is what it is. Cincinnati minus 14, me and Nick were both on this. Uh th- this was a sweat. This was not a done deal. This was not a gimme game by any means. Uh a block field goal return for a touchdown made things a little bit easier, but um Cincinnati pulled away there at the end, I believe, but it was not anything that was like you didn't have to worry about. Oregon State plus 7. Um they gave it a good a good effort. They end up scoring, getting an onside kick, uh and nearly scoring again, I believe. They lost by 9. So uh, in the Civil War, they gave it they gave it a damn good effort. And then so at that point, we are one and eight. At that point. Um, and then we just we 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 went on a run. We had a late edition of LSU plus six, but I had Vanderbilt plus thirty one and a half. We cover there. Pitt and Syracuse under fifty eight. Very good pick by me. I should have went with Pitt as well, because I, I love betting Pitt. Didn't do it, but they did hit the under fifty eight. Uh, LSU plus six was a late addition by me. Nick was on it from the get go. Um, we were at an engagement party for myself and started taking shots at Jameson. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. I was in the hole so bad. eyeing down the worst week I've ever had on this podcast. And so I bet pretty much more than I've ever bet on LSU and then I basically quadrupled down on my lock of the week, Notre Dame. Both of them hit. LSU wins outright in incredible fashion. J. Ray Jenkins, who? I don't know. You don't know. We don't know. Call it the game-winning touchdown. And then Notre Dame. So Notre Dame and LSU are intertwined for me this week for multiple reasons. We get their head coach after he covers a 19-point spread for me and saves me from having to jump in Lake Pontchartrain. So uh, a 5-8 and eight week for me, but it could have been a lot, lot worse. Nick, you had ten plays, and I don't even think it's arguable. Um, your best week.
2: Yeah, I should have been nine-one.
1: Oh yeah, let's okay,
2: okay. Really I mean, ten we, and zero. If, if we we're talking,
1: get... yeah, if we're talking about should have been's Egg Bowl, Boise, the over, fucking Penn State. Which nah, I'm not going to throw Penn State in there, but Egg Bowl, <laughs> Boise, and the over. I should have been eight and five.
2: Yeah. Well, Ole Miss plus one and a half. They won the game by ten. There was a point where this game was kind of close in the first half, and Mississippi State dropped touchdown passes on three consecutive plays. After that, Mississippi State wasn't able to really get anything going. Ole Miss pulled away. Um, Boise State minus two and a half. Friday morning, this sucked. We were up, and they blew it. (coughs) Didn't score a point in, like, the final three quarters or so. Central Michigan, minus eight and a half. They won the game by 21. Cincinnati, minus 14. Like Logan said, this game was kind of a nail-biter there at the end. We didn't know if they were going to – it kind of looked like they were going to push at one point. And um, luckily, that blocked field goal return for a touchdown was huge. Yeah, they went by 22. North Carolina, plus six and a half. They went down 14 Not, and I said – I said, they're going to have a hard time stopping NC State. Then all of a sudden, they figure out, they start getting stops. The offense gets rolling. Sam Howell runs the ball all over them. North Carolina blew this game. Mm-hmm. They were up nine points with like two minutes left. and No, I turned it
1: off. I was like, okay. Uh, yeah, North Carolina. Oh, yeah. right. Actually, <laughs> no, no. I was laying on the couch, and I had such a fucking just dog shit of a day that I fell asleep because of exhaustion. And then I wake up, and I'm like, wait a second. I'm like, what?
2: yeah so like, how's n c state winning n c state scored two touchdowns in the final six minutes on the second one they went for two to try to make it a six point game and uh they failed and um North carolina won by uh lost only by four so north carolina plus six and a half Florida minus three they did the same they almost did the same thing that North Carolina did they were up seventeen points in the fourth quarter and they let um Florida State scored two late touchdowns to only win by three. Florida was penalized thirteen times in this ball game. I think they might have been penalized five times on Florida State's final drive that kept that drive alive and uh Florida State scored the the touchdown that forced a push with like under a minute left mm-hmm. um Liberty minus three and a half. Against Army, my lock. You bet
1: your entire your entire year's record on this game.
2: <laughs> Don't even ask me for no locks no more, all right? Dude, Army, they, they – it was like Liberty's – I hate this type of matchup where Liberty's rush defense is just good enough to where it's like Army converts on every fourth down, basically, and they get the fourth and one every time. Mm-hmm. Um, Liberty on offense, however, though – uh, Malik Willis has a habit of hanging on to the ball too long. It's a problem for him. Uh, there was a point in the late in this game where it's like, all right, Liberty might be able to drag themselves back into the game, but there was a possession where they were down 15, and then they dropped like two back-to-back touchdown passes uh, when Malik Willis finally started throwing the ball.
1: His stock has plummeted.
2: Oh, yeah, I wouldn't draft. Off the face of the earth. If I had quarterback rankings, he'd be an, uh, uh, an undrafted quarterback. We
1: had him going first overall <laughs> like six weeks ago. I
2: mean, maybe you can make a case for like the third to fifth round, but like there's so many. Yeah, There's questions to me about how smart he is. I don't think he's a very smart player. Um, so I would avoid drafting him because obviously you want your quarterback to be smart. Michigan State plus one, a snowstorm. Kenneth Walker rushed the ball for 138 yards, only one touchdown. One of them got called back. It was almost a Heisman moment for him. Um, LSU plus six and a half. I told y'all to take Coach Kunas in the Bourbon Bowl. Y'all didn't want to listen? No, now y'all going to learn. <laughs> and then Nevada minus four. They were up 31, not in a halftime. They win the game 52 to 10.
1: Yeah, it's a good pick. Should have been your lock. Um, Justin, you had six plays. How'd they go for you?
0: Uh, not good. Uh, <laughs> one of the worst weeks. Uh, college just isn't going for me. This I wouldn't year. say
1: it's one of the worst weeks. It's tied with what?
2: Not with the one
1: in yeah. Ten. Not
0: with the one in ten week. <laughs> well, that's what one in one in four. One in four is way better yeah. than I one guess. in ten. Okay, yeah. But yeah, I had Ole Miss plus one and a half was on that with y'all. That was my only win of the week. I wasn't on that.
1: Yeah, huh? No, uh, you're on the wish, I Wish
0: I was. Um, then we had Boise State minus two and a half. That was my lock of the week.
1: Yeah, you had to. I asked <laughs> you not to make that your lock.
0: Sorry, that did not hit. Then Missouri and Arkansas over sixty three and a half. It started out really slow, and then they picked it up in the second half, but it just wasn't enough. Then UTSA minus ten and a half. Frank Harris actually got hurt in the first quarter, and then. I want to say North Texas had, like, 350 rushing yards Mm -hmm. and six touchdowns just from rushing. So definitely not going to win there. They ended up losing by 20. Uh, Bama's minus 19.5. Y'all covered that. And then Florida, minus three. That was a push uh, because Florida State scored two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Yeah,
1: well... (laughs) So I went five and eight, but good news is I did hit my lock of the week, which that might be my third consecutive week of hitting my lock. It might be it's at least my second consecutive week of hitting my lock in college and the NFL. But so five and eight, that brings me to sixty six, seventy three and three, eight and six in my locks. Um that was this was the week to it was a make or break week. It was a go for it week. I was four games under five hundred. Now we're seven games under five hundred. So Still, still a chance, still time. Uh, Nick went 7-2-1. He flipped, um, flip-flopped to above 500. So 53-49-2, but 5-9 and nine in his locks of the week. Let's not get that mistaken. I think I've lost five in a row. <laughs> Let's not get that mistaken that I am at least doing okay in locks of the week. <laughs> um, Justin went 1-4-1. That brings him to 50-66-2. And seven, six, and one in his locks of the week. So, again, just for the record, I'm leading in locks of the week. <laughs> um, all right, conference championship week. We're going to go top to bottom. We'll start it off with uh, Justin's favorite team, UTSA Roadrunners, taking on. I'm assuming this is a home game for them. I know the big ones are going to be neutral site games. Um
2: yeah, it's in a, the,
1: it's it's in the a, Alamo Dome. It's a home yeah. one. Okay, so Western Kentucky going to take on UTSA. Western Kentucky is three-point road favorites. I'll go first, I guess. Okay. Um, first off, is Frank Harris hurt going into this?
0: He should be coming back. Okay. So um, he
2: didn't play at all last week?
0: He did, but he got hurt in the first quarter.
1: Okay, so from what I saw... I, I didn't see anything that he was actually going to be out. I wrote down a shitload of stuff. Um, so, and in like on my paper, I wrote down what order to say it all in, but I can't decipher like how I made that order. So, but all right. Like I said, Friday, Western Kentucky at number 22 ranked, but they're no longer 22 rank because they lost. UTSA plus one and a half. Um, the 36th ranked UTSA defense versus the number two ranked Western Kentucky offense. Obviously, we know what we're getting with Bailey Zappi, quarterback for the the whatever-the-fuck Western Kentucky is.
2: The Hilltoppers.
1: Hilltoppers. Will the roadrunners be able to slow down the high-powered Western Kentucky offense? I don't know that this is the question that needs to be answered. It's why did UTSA get held to 1 of 13 on third down? Is that solely because Frank Harris went out? 1 of 13 on third down is absolutely terrible. Uh, By a 66 overall-ranked North Texas defense um north texas ran for over 300 yards that's a problem if western kentucky can establish even the smallest bit of success on the ground i think they can open it up on them because of what they can do through the air uh the last time these two played utsa 52 to 46 there was a last uh, late minute drive uh that resulted in an interception for zappy in utsa's red zone since that loss, the Western Kentucky defense has not allowed more than 21 points in any of the last seven games of their seven-game win streak. Uh, Frank Harris threw an interception in that game that ended up getting knocked out of the defender's hands and recovered back by UTSA, and they later scored a touchdown on that same drive. Against the spread, both of these teams are good, 9-3, and 8-4. and four. I feel like UTSA hit their ceiling. I'm going to take Western Kentucky. Um, honestly, just realizing. So when I wrote this down, it was Western Kentucky minus one and a half. Now it's three. I'll still take it at three. Um, I think that offense is too much, and they're and they're rolling right now. I feel like it's two different two two different directions.
2: Yeah. Um. In the first meeting this season, uh, Western Kentucky was 1-3 and three going into that matchup. They put up 670 yards of offense, but still lost a game by six. Frank Harris, UTSA's quarterback, threw six touchdowns in that median. Zappy threw for 523 yards. And like you said, that was Western Kentucky's last loss. Their defense was struggling early in the year, but since then on their seven-game win streak, they're only allowing 18.8 points per game. I think you're right. Um, Western Kentucky's striding, and UTSA has slowed down, playing a few close games, and then finally they got caught and got beat pretty badly by a subpar North Texas team. I'm gonna take Western Kentucky minus three here.
1: Justin, which side are you leaning?
2: Um,
0: give me the Roadrunners.
2: Good,
1: good, good, good. Not surprised. I know. I know. So give um, give us a good reason why.
0: Okay. Well, um. I'm also on the over too. Okay,
1: over seventy four might be a yeah. Honestly, seventy two, huh? and a half. Did I not write down the under? I was looking at the under. I don't have it written down. I feel like a lot of people are going to be on the over because they see what happened last time. But these teams have played each other; they know each other. So,
0: it's at uh, seventy two and a half. It's a lot of points.
1: Remember when Ole Miss and who was it? Ole Miss and Bama it was like eighty something. Yeah. Yeah, it was like fucking 40 points scored in that game. There's not often that many points scored. But, okay, so why are you taking uh, the Roadrunners?
0: Okay. Um, both teams are high-powered on offense. Uh, UTSA has Frank Harris, who can do it all, and Bailey Zappi yes. on Western Kentucky has 5,000 passing yards and 52 touchdowns on the year, and that is damn good. But... um. Last time these two teams met, they scored close to a hundred points, and I think the same thing happens here. So that I'm just telling you why the over is going to hit. Okay. Not so much on why I'm taking UTSA plus three, but I am. You didn't give us much there. I'm not gonna lie. I was giving <laughs> you more so of uh, why the over is going to hit than why you. So you feel
2: more comfortable with the over than UTSA?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know.
1: I don't know that. I feel like the Western Kentucky defense has been playing well, and they're on their winning streak. So, um, but I'm
0: glad UTSA got their like bad game out the way last week. I mean, I know Frank Harris got hurt and everything, but this game's more important than.
1: Yeah, but they last haven't week. been playing that well. They just lost. They finally lost, but now it's like.
2: Yeah, they really should have lost to Marshall. Yeah, I mean not Marshall, uh, UAB.
1: That's what was. Yeah, that was who they played two weeks ago. Yeah. Um. And it's like you know they had that perfect season, run the table mentality, and now that that's not there, it's like they're not even ranked. So, I mean, it
2: still means a lot. It's a conference championship and everything, but I just feel like – It's
1: also the conference championship for Western Kentucky Yeah, they've
2: played each other before, and Western Kentucky, quite frankly, they almost put up 700 yards on them, but somehow managed to lose the game. Logan mentioned that there were some unfortunate events that happened to Western Kentucky. It's like – yeah, a couple like if like if I'm betting on a team the offense to to do close to what it did last the last meeting then I'm going to take Western Kentucky to do the number 2 it again. ranked
1: offense in the country. Yeah, my thoughts exactly. Um but we shall see what happens there. Uh so the second game on Friday, Pac-12 Championship, you've got the number 10 Oregon Ducks going to take <clears throat> take on the number 17 ranked Utah fucking Utes. Um Dumbest, dumbest team name, but yeah, this is the rematch of two weeks ago. You were on Utah; uh, they embarrassed, absolutely embarrassed Oregon. So, you want to lead this one off?
2: Um, I guess I can. It's like these are your. Teams. This is a tough
0: <laughs> game to pick. I'll go first if you want me to. Go ahead. All right, I'll go. Okay. Right. Um, Utah definitely exposed Oregon two weeks ago when they last played. Uh, Nick hit the nail on the head on what Utah would have to do to win. But it's hard to beat a team twice, and Oregon is still a very talented team. If Oregon wants a shot in hell at stopping Utah, it starts with not allowing Utah to run the ball over them and be better on special teams. Ducks will be getting the linebacker back Noah Sewell. Sewell. Sewell and cornerback Michael Wright. And Oregon is 4-0 in the Pac-12 championship games. So I'm taking the Ducks. It's a good point. You
1: you had a big bet on uh, Oregon in the Pac-12 championship.
2: Yeah, against Utah two years ago. Yeah,
1: yep. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So it's the rematch after getting embarrassed against Utah. I expected Oregon to throw in the towel a little bit. They didn't. They beat their in-state rival in the Civil War, Oregon State, uh, by nine and covered. So what went wrong against Utah? Wasn't the turnovers? Wasn't the fact? It, it was the fact that they couldn't stop the run, like Justin said. So if you get dominated. In the trenches and you're getting run all over, then you're going to get dominated in time of possession, 24 to 35 minutes in favor of Utah. They rushed for over 200 yards. It allowed them to be 11 of 14 on third down, short yardage situations, easy scenarios for them to move the chains and keep drives alive. Those are all recipes for success. Can they do it again? I don't think so. This is the 25th ranked defense in the nation against the run. Mario Cristobal is a very good coach. The quarterback's doing what he needs to do. I don't love him, but he's doing what he needs to do. Um, I I think that was an uncharacteristically bad performance by a a solid rush defense in Oregon. I'm going to take the Ducks getting points.
2: Yeah, I expect Oregon to make adjustments. This game will be a lot closer than the first one, but um, I'm unsure if it will be enough for Oregon to win. I still think the physicality of Utah's rushing attack and their defense is superior than Oregon's. Utah was 11 of 14 on third down in the first meeting. Do I think that they'll do that again? I don't. Um, They ran it 50 times. That's huge. But I think the difference here in this game, which I thought it was going to be a factor in the first game because I thought the first game was going to be a little bit closer, I think it's Cam Rising outperforming Anthony Brown down the stretch. Um, Cam Rising wasn't forced to make many plays through the air because of how well they were able to rush the ball 50 times. They were able to rush it um, in a 38-7 to victory. So I'm going to roll with Utah again here just because of the quarterback, I think the quarterbacks are more sup- – Utah is more a better player than Anthony Brown.
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely wouldn't disagree with that, but I feel like, I feel like Brown doesn't need to be a superhero. So I feel like if he's just taking care of the ball and finding the playmakers, get it to the playmakers and let them move the chains. But the Ducks have been good to you in years past, and you're going, you're turning your back on them. Well, they're not the same team. They're not, but it's tough. It's that old. It's tough to beat a team twice.
2: Yeah. Well, it wasn't like it was a close game in the no, first. No.
1: All right. Um. All right, Big Twelve Championship. You got number eight Baylor versus number. All right, these all these fucking rankings change. Number nine
2: Baylor right versus right. number five.
1: Yeah, um, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is five and a half point favorites. This game is neutral site in Jerry World. <sighs> um. I'll go first. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Five and a half feels like it's too many points for a Dave Aranda coach, Baylor team, and defense, a team that wants to run the ball and play solid on the defensive side. I don't believe in Oklahoma State's offense. I think Sanders can get rattled. I'm going to take the Bears with the points, and I'm also going to take under 47 in this one.
2: Yeah. um, These two teams met on October 2nd. Spencer Sanders threw three interceptions, but Oklahoma State – Still able to win the game by 10 points. The difference was third down. Baylor was 3 of 15. Oklahoma State has the number one third down defense in the country, only allowing opponents to score, I mean convert, on 24.7% of the time. It's like if I had a pick uh, against the spread here, I would probably take Oklahoma State again just because I don't know. It's like if Sanders doesn't throw three interceptions, then this game probably isn't even – a ten point game, it's probably a, a bigger victory for Oklahoma State. But um yeah, I think the defenses show up here. I'm going with the under forty seven as well. Yeah, I mean I feel like i feel like Sanders isn't that good. Sanders
1: there was plenty of opportunities for Texas to win against Oklahoma State. Sanders did not look good and then they faded in the second half. Um I don't know that Baylor's gonna do that. So uh, five, I mean, five and a half. I feel like it just feels like too many points, but especially, I mean, if I am going to take the under, I feel like they they could keep this one close. So, Justin, which side are you on?
0: I am on Baylor, uh, plus five and a half. Okay. Um, I don't know for sure yet if, um, what's this? Uh, I keep wanting to say Buchanan. Bohannon. Bohannon. Yeah, Bohannon. Yeah. I don't know if he's playing yet, but did he get injured last week? I think he got injured two weeks ago. But coach came out and said that he's really itching to play this week, so it's looking like he will, so I don't know if that line's gonna drop a little bit more,
1: yeah, I didn't see anything about him not playing
0: um but um, I think they're really just gonna have to slow down Jalen Warden on Oklahoma State, and if they do that, then I think they'll um they'll win,
1: yeah, all right, um. All right, Mountain West Championship. I'll let you lead this one off.
2: Yeah. I don't even want to talk about this game, dude. You're going to take them? Um, Mountain West, where'd I have
1: it? U- oh. Utah State taking on San Diego State, the number 19 ranked San Diego State uh, Aztecs, I guess. 11-1 and one on the year. One of the best seasons in their history. Yeah. Um, are they rolling with the guy? Or are they That's going correct. back to, what's his name, Lucas Johnson?
2: Uh, they're probably going to roll with Brookshire, Jordan Brookshire. Okay. But, um, yeah, I'm going to roll with San Diego State. Are but, you? Yeah, I'm not taking Utah State. Um, you said on the stream, you said, I'll bet against them no matter what. <laughs> I said, I have to see. There's a difference. I like Utah State. Look, they've been playing well. Um but I don't know if their quarterback, I can I get, he's statistically putting up numbers, but I remember him last year when he played for Arkansas state. Um, I just don't know if he's going to be able to get it done against his defense. I think the pass rush might be a little bit too much for him. I, and I like, I like the field position battle for uh, San Diego state with their punter. Uh, if the holder can figure it out, then that maybe they'll score a few more points than they should. Uh, yeah, I'm rolling with San Diego State. Minus
0: six. Okay. Justin, which side are you on? I'm on San Diego as well, and I'm also on the over at 50. Um, I basically have what Nick said. If they can slow down Utah State's quarterback, then they will be looking good. But, I mean, he is having a really good year. Whatever his name is. Logan Bonner? Bonner? Bonner. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely Bonner. Um... Right. I think their defense is just going to be too much for them. Yeah, I'm going to take Utah
1: State. I'm getting one. I'm getting one back on them.
2: It's not a bad bet. Brookshaw will probably come out and fucking shit the bed. I was honestly, I was considering the
1: under as well, but I mean, I feel like it is a big deal with the punter. You can't, you consistently put them in. You can flip the field, in yeah, field position. So that's a big deal. But I'll just, I'll just take Utah State plus six. Um All right, undoubtedly the biggest game of the week. It is going to be – oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm skipping. App State going on to take on UL. App State, this game's in Lafayette. Yep. Huge home field advantage for uh, the Raging Cajuns. Getting points, too. UL's plus three. I'm always on the wrong side of this game no matter what. Give me UL at home getting points plus three.
2: Yeah, um – the question is, will no Napier be a problem for them?
1: I mean, yeah, it will. But who cares? Going to Florida, fuck them. I, I'm always on the wrong side of this. I don't want to pick this. I mean, this. these
2: teams have played played before as well. Huh? They've played each yeah, other yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. UL dominated the game. Um, we it, were on App State, yeah. all of us. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the um, the under 53. In this one,
1: yeah, I don't, I don't want to pick this one, but I'm picking it just because I have. I to.
2: would lean App State just because Nap- Napier are leaving. I think that, I think that could play a factor here, and then, you know, UL. It's like, is there even going to be anybody there? Probably not. Um,
1: no, definitely not. Nobody. But yeah, I think nobody that nobody I think
2: App that. State's defense they they showed improvement after this game. UL's defense. Uh, Their defensive line, their front is really good. So, I, I think that – does App State struggle on offense a little bit still? I think so. I don't know how well they'll be able to run the ball. Chase Bryce is going to have to make plays if they want to win. Um, but I'm going to go with the under here. I think both offenses kind of struggle to uh, score here. Okay. Justin,
1: which side are you on?
0: I'm on UL. Okay. Plus three. Uh, at home, getting points. Do it for Levi. Levi. I think there's gonna be a big game. They're gonna be handing out free hot dogs. Is Levi hurt? To all the...
1: No. Yeah, mean, no, he's not. What do you mean do it for Levi? He's gonna do he's it a for senior, himself. huh? He's gonna do it for
0: himself. He's playing quarterback. Yeah, he's but he's gonna be his last game at Cajun Land. Cajun you mean, you're field. It
1: seemed like he's like hurt or something. No. Like they're rallying around their hurt quarterback. No, he's
0: just the the heart and soul of the team.
1: Okay. I was like, I didn't know if he was fucking out. I was like, okay, scratch that from the record. Um Okay, so we're on UL. Nick, you're on the under?
2: Yeah. All
1: right, like I was trying to say.
2: We we skipped the MAC. Uh,
1: Because I'm on fucking top 25 again. All right, (laughs) you go first.
2: (laughs) Oh, Oh my God. Kent State (laughs) minus three and a half (laughs) versus Northern Illinois. I'm not going to go into much detail here. Rocky Lombardi, Michigan State's old quarterback, is a quarterback from Northern Illinois. Can he get it done against Kent State? The answer is no. Terrible defenses. Um, put your faith in Crum. Dustin Crum, I think his name is the quarterback for Kent State. I think that they're able to run the ball and throw the ball against them. I don't know. I think, you know, the the number here is uh, 74 for the total, I think. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, they're not seeing much going on with these defenses as far as getting stops is concerned. I just think Kent State's offense is a little bit more of an unstoppable force in Northern Illinois. I'm a roll with Kent State
1: minus three and a half. Okay. Yeah, I'm on them as well. Justin, which side are you
0: on? I'm on NIU. Okay. Plus three. Uh, and I'm on the over at 74 and a half. <laughs> so um, both these teams can score the ball very easily, and both their defenses can get scored on very easily. Uh, Kent State gets absolutely no pressure on the quarterback. They've only had – 14 sacks all year, which is not too good.
1: No, it is not.
0: And um, yeah, that's why I'm taking NIU. I like that. Did you ever bet on Rocky Lombardi before? No, but I like his name. So okay. yeah. We did too. <laughs> yeah. I think what that, <laughs> that kind of makes me <laughs> feel
2: great. <laughs>
1: oh my God.
0: <laughs>
1: Jesus, Justin. Okay. What? You're going to find out. You're going to get a crash course on who the fuck Rocky Lombardi is. You so. don't
0: lose a championship with that. That name. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Buckle up. We're going to fucking pay (laughs) close attention to that one. I feel so good. I almost want to make that one my lock, but I'm not. Um, All right. Like I was trying to say, undoubtedly the best game of the weekend. It will be our stream of the week. Nick's calling it the national championship game, and it pretty much is. You've got the number one ranked Georgia Bulldogs taking on the number three ranked Alabama Crimson Tide in the SEC Championship game. It'll be in Atlanta like it always is. Georgia, six-and-a-half-point favorites. I have nothing written down for this game. We've seen both of these teams a million times. You know what you're getting. Who wants to go first?
2: Um, you go. do. Uh, do I? Okay. <laughs> Justin, you can go first.
1: No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, go first, Mr. First.
0: All right. I got Bama plus six-and-a-half. Okay, um, I feel like any time you catch Bama as an underdog you
2: which just, has been never, in like yeah, I kind of have past. to take it just and five I don't, years. yeah,
0: not once. I don't remember last time they were this big of an underdog. Give me the or, bulldogs this is this feels like this feels like the
1: l s u year where it's like, all right, when's it gonna when Is are they that good, are they that good what what has Bama showed us? That they're going to be able to, one, also, too, is Jamison Williams suspended for the first half of this game?
2: Um, I don't know why.
1: Because he got targeting on a, on a punt fucking coverage. He was the gunner, and he got ejected in the Iron Bowl. That's a big deal, if so. Uh, I don't know if Pickens is back for Georgia, but if Pickens is back at wide receiver, that's going to help tremendously. This is a lot of points but i feel like this
2: is going to be one of those like yeah, a, what williams is going to be back he got ejected for targeting in the second quarter okay so his suspension is served for the last game
1: okay um yeah regardless i feel like it, it was kind of like with lsu's offense we saw it against tech in 2019 we saw it against texas and you're like damn and then they keep it rolling keep it going we we play florida then we play a close one with Auburn. It's like, okay, when's the, when's the fairy tale going to be over? What we saw in the SEC championship game was like, oh, my God. they're that. They're, we really are that fucking good. And I feel like that's what Georgia fans are going to be thinking after this one. It's like, holy shit, the defense that allows six points a game is the fucking real deal, that good. The biggest question mark or the biggest issue with Alabama this year has been their offensive line. Georgia has fucking grown ass men on that D line. I I don't know that in the beginning of the year, Bryce young was pressured a ton, but was making incredible throws with the pressure in his face. And then it kind of slowed off. It tailed off and he was doing, he was doing it at such a ridiculous rate that it kind of seemed like there wasn't much chance of him being able to continue doing what he was doing. Um, I think this Georgia defense is that damn good. It's arguably the best defense I've ever seen in my life. So for that reason, I'm going to take Georgia. Minus six and a half. It's a ton of points for a team that hasn't been an underdog and fucking since we were in high school. Um, but I'm taking the Bulldogs. Which side are you on?
2: Um, Take Take Bama. Yeah, George is the best team in the country, and there's no debate in it. The offense is averaging 40.7 points per game, and the defense has only given up 6.9. Um, they haven't really played a close game this year other than that first one against Clemson where they won 10-3. to uh, Alabama's played a lot more close games than they're used to, and for that reason, like, there's a lot of people that are worried about Alabama not being able to compete in this game. But I think that playing in those close games helps Alabama, and I think that not playing in close games for Georgia could hurt them in this one. Um, Alabama has a second-ranked third-down offense, converting at 54%. This is big going against a defense that will get you off the field, force a lot of three and outs. I trust Saban to be able to keep this game close. I think that Alabama's defense, which is – kind of going unnoticed with the offense struggling as of late, keeping them in games. It's a lot better than people want to give them credit. I think it's going to be a close, and I really do. I like Bryce Young, the way that he plays towards the end of games. Um, I think that there's potential here for him, if Alabama has the ball last, for them to win the game and Bryce Young to win the Heisman Trophy with this game right here. I'm going to roll with Alabama plus six and a half. Okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like what we saw against LSU, LSU had a legitimate chance to win that football game. Auburn clearly had a legitimate chance going to four overtimes. They lost A and M. Like this is the most vulnerable Alabama's looked in a long time, and I feel like we're just so used to Alabama getting rolling at the right time, and all like Georgia never being able to get it done against Bama. Obviously we knew the, the streak of lay, of uh, Saban's assistance and that they never won against him. Well, that got broken this year. I, I don't know. I just feel like that Georgia. Like, at what point is it just okay? That defense is arguably the greatest defense of all time. So, uh, I feel like there's a lot of question marks in the the inability to protect Bryce Young. I feel like has been a that's the biggest weakness of their offense is the offensive line.
2: So, yeah, a big thing here will be is pass protection. If they're running, back, they're running back, is their running back going
1: to be back for Bama? Yeah. Yeah, Pickens on Georgia's offense is playing. He got in against Georgia Tech, so he is back. That's a huge addition. Uh, how much of a factor he will be, I'm not entirely sure, but he'll definitely be, at minimum, he'll be a decoy. He was their best wide receiver for the last two years, coming off of an ACL tear. Um, but he's back for the biggest game. So, it, it, Regardless, it's going to be an incredible game. Um, it's a game that everybody's been wanting to see. Uh, It's a game that was destined to happen before the season even started. So, I mean, six
2: and a half is a lot, but it's like. Well, it's like I could see Georgia's offense struggling as much as Alabama's here. Mm -hmm. You look at, this is the game last year, Auburn, I mean, Georgia played Alabama in a regular season, and uh, this is the game that lost Edson Bennett, the starting job. Yeah. Um, They, quite frankly, I thought they should have ran the ball a lot more in that game to take pressure off of them they didn't they kind of put too much pressure on Bennett's shoulders it's like well what will happen this year in a close game i don't know I, I like Bryce Young here just as far as the way that he's played even though a lot of these games have been close um the way that they've always found a way to pull through at the end when when it seems like they're going to lose you know they were down 10 to nothing against Auburn Late in that game, and it was like, all right, at this point, it doesn't look like they're going to be able to come back. They push it to overtime, and once you once once it got to the two point conversion shootout, you knew Alabama was going to be able to win that. So it's like, I don't know. I think that if it's a one possession game late in the game, then I I would put all my chips on Bryce Young. Know?
1: Yeah. No. I mean, I was just looking back though. Like, I mean, we watched the LSU game, obviously. Like, we were all over here. I bet fucking on Bama against LSU. But it's like LSU's defense managed to hold them to 4 or 13, 4 or 14 if you count 4th down so on conversion downs. It's like they just – I don't know. It's just 8 of 22, 9 of 26 if you count 4th down for Alabama. The fact that they had that – oh, well, I, I guess they're throwing in – are they throwing in the 2-point conversion No, there's no fucking way. They had 22 conversion down – 26 conversion down opportunities. Seems like a fuckload. Yeah. Against Auburn. Um, yeah. I mean, they haven't been super efficient moving the chains. So, well, at least against SEC competition. So, and that none of those defenses are what they're about to play. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. It's going to be a good game. Um, it's going to be the best game of the year by far. So, it's not even close. It's one of the most anticipated matchups in recent memory. Um, so, y'all are both on Bama. I'm on Georgia. Okay. The American Athletic Conference championship game. You have number twenty-one Houston taking on number four Cincinnati. uh Cincinnati currently sits a ten and a half point favorite. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Go ahead. I don't really have a lot to say
0: about this one. Okay. Um, Cincinnati minus ten and a half. Uh, I think Cincinnati is just the far better team, and I think they're fighting to stay into the playoffs. So I think it's gonna to have to be a big win. I don't think they can just, you know, win by two or something and then stay alive. I mean, Houston's ranked. A ranked win'll be pretty good
1: regardless. Yeah. Um I don't think I, I think any Cincinnati win I think they get in. Yeah. They, they stay I think in. So. they're not gonna get relegated at number four for winning their conference championship against a ranked team. Um, but I love to hear that that's the side that you're on because I am on Houston and this is my lock of the week. Um Quietly, one of the best matchups of the weekend. One question, legitimate question, is why is Cincinnati a ten and a half point favorite? I don't know. Do you feel like they should be? Um, I don't. Clearly, ten and a half. Yeah, we watched Cincinnati last week. I've watched Cincinnati a bunch this year. This is not. This is not the best Cincinnati team that Ritter's been on, in my opinion. Uh, we watched their DBs be undisciplined over and over again. So against lesser competition, Cincinnati has a turnover problem, 10 turnovers in their last five games. And this Houston defense might be the best in the Dana Holger, that Dana Holgerson has had number six ranked defense in the nation and a team that gets after the quarterback. They got 41 sacks on the year for comparison. Georgia has 42. So, Ritter's been making some questionable, questionable decisions, and he's going to be pressured in this game early and often. Houston holds the opposing teams at 27% on third down conversions. Clayton Toon on the offensive side of the football has impressed me pretty mightily this year, I got to say. I think this game's going to be close, and I think Cincinnati could even be on upset alert, so I'm taking Houston plus 10.5. It's my lock of the week.
2: Yeah, this is the Cincinnati, in my opinion, definitely on upset alert. It just seems like with all the shit going on. A lot of people are like... Is Luke Fickle gone? I don't know if that's what you're referring to, but... No, just, um... So, Notre Dame's ranked sixth still, right? They should be fifth. Yeah, they're sixth. Oklahoma State's fifth. It's like if, if um... How did Notre Dame drop? They were no, fifth? No, they stayed... They stayed... Oh, Michigan was five. Yeah. Okay. So, um... It just seems weird. Like, it's like Notre Dame could still get in the playoff, but their coach is gone. No, I know. That was another question I was going to ask. Like, what if they do get in? <laughs> like,
1: Brian Kelly, that shows you the faith he had that they were getting in. He said, fuck it, I'm out of here. Well, it's not, like not if they chance.
2: did get in, it's like you really give them a chance against any of the no, other No, not at all.
1: But it's like, what does Brian go fly back?
2: All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's see. Let's see what we got. So, can do. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just seems like a weird spot for Cincinnati. It's like they have everything to lose here. Uh, Houston's really like. It's just for the conference championship. There's nothing re- else really at stake. Well, it's also for knocking off Cincinnati. Yeah. They don't
1: like Cincinnati. Uh, these teams don't like each other, and you can be the one to knock them out of the college
2: football playoff. So I just feel like there's gonna be some noise made in this final week. Um, definitely, it's kind of there been, always is. Yeah, the past couple years though, it's kind of been stable going, and it's staying the same as far as before the. Games start and then after they end, um,
1: I feel like from the top, like the the usual, like but well, like I uh, could see Cincinnati losing this football game.
2: Yeah, like two years ago, um, Oklahoma only had one loss. Uh-huh. Ohio State had zero losses. Clemson had zero losses, and LSU had zero yeah, yeah, losses. Yeah, they yeah. all won in their conference championship. Yeah, and the four remained the same. It's like last year was similar to that. I think this year it's like some shit happens and it gets jumped around a little bit. Oklahoma State, it's like one of the reasons why I was afraid to bet against them. They have, they still have a lot to play for, and you remember back in, when was it, 2012, when they were an undefeated team and then they lost in their um, conference championship or, or their last game of the year against Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and then Alabama jumped them for the BCS championship, mm-hmm. and then they ended up beating LSU. It's like, I feel like there's a lot for Oklahoma State here. But going back to this Houston game, it's like, yeah, Cincinnati, it just seems like this is one that they could lose after being shaky the past. Like, earlier in November, they had some close games where they, it was like, are, all right, are they going to win? Are they going to find a way to beat Navy? Are they going to find a way to beat Tulsa? So like Houston's a whole lot better than both of those teams. And Ritter, uh, I don't know, dude. At times, it's like, wow, that's an impressive throw. And then at other times, it's like, well,
1: what the fuck was that? Is it, why
2: is he even?
1: But they also throw, like, he throws a lot of jump ball, like 50-50 balls yeah. that that his receivers come down with. Uh, this Houston defense is better than who the fuck they just played, UAB? Like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: dude, that if we don't get that blocked field goal, that return for a touchdown, there's a good chance that Cincinnati doesn't cover the, the spread. Like, they w- were not blowing me away, and they haven't been. Tulane. Uh, the, I can't remember who else. There there was many a times where it's like, okay, Cincinnati's about to start clicking because now it's time. This is when you have to be firing on all cylinders and really make a statement to the committee. And they just haven't done it. They, I don't think this is a, as good of a Cincinnati team in years past. Luke Fickle's on his way out the door. He's going to go somewhere else. Cincinnati's not. If they get into the playoff, they're going to lose by a billion fucking points. So, I, I, I don't know. We'll see what happens, but... I, this is undoubtedly my lock of the week. I, I loved it when I saw that it was a more than 10 points from the moment I saw it. So, give me Holgerson. Give me his bad hairdo. Uh, if they wanted to foul Villanova right here, that would be fantastic. But he's not going to do it. They would still would have pushed it to only 17. And we lose a close college basketball bet. Um, but, yeah, give me Houston. So, Justin's on the Bearcats. Me and Nick are on the Cougars. Okay, um, Big Ten Championship, another ten-and-a-half point spread. Number f- uh, two-ranked Michigan Wolverines going to take on uh, the number 13-ranked Iowa Hawkeyes. This is a neutral site game at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. Uh,
2: I'll let you go first. Um, I'm going with Michigan, minus ten-and-a-half. I feel like you kind of have to. I think that Iowa's rush offense has just struggled this year. The quarterback hasn't played as well as he needs to play. It's like Iowa, since being ranked number two in the country, it's like falling off big time. You could even make, you could even question why are they ranked thirteenth. Um, I think Michigan yeah, rolls through here.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. I mean, I feel like you kind of have to. This is the. In the hardball era, this is the best Michigan team that they've had. I mean, they absolutely just manhandled Ohio State. On a side note, remember before halftime in this college basketball game when I said I hope that that three-point shot, that was bullshit, that the referee called a ticky-tack foul, and they gave him another possession, and yeah. then, yeah.
0: Halftime? Like that, right before halftime?
1: Yeah. Uh, they would have won by 18 if that doesn't go in, and we would have covered by half point. Um yeah, I'm going to take Michigan. This is what they did to Ohio State was alarming. Uh, and Iowa, I mean, quickly proved that they're not that good. was not good. They should never – what were they, number two at one point? Never in the fucking history of the planet should the Hawkeyes have been number two. Um, They're on a four-game win streak, and not a single one of them has been impressive. Seven-point win over Nebraska. That Nebraska pissed that game away. You got a ten-point win over Illinois, who – it's fucking Illinois, uh, Minnesota, who's been nothing like they have been in years past. You got a five point victory and then another five point victory over a terrible Northwestern team. And that was after getting embarrassed by Wisconsin, 27 to seven, who has a quarterback that in the beginning of the year, it looked like he couldn't even complete a, a pass. So, yeah, give me Michigan. Michigan's going to roll in this one. What side are you on, Justin?
0: I'm also on Michigan. Okay. Um, I think if they start out fast in the beginning, I think they can really open it up and win by two or more touchdowns.
1: Okay, so then we've got the ACC championship, the number 15-ranked Pitt Panthers. <laughs> yeah. Versus the number 16-ranked Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Um, This is at uh Pan- the Panthers Stadium. So Pitt Panthers, Carolina Panthers good sign um pitt has essentially the consensus number one quarterback for this year's draft in kenny pickett he's got over four thousand yards passing 40 touchdowns and seven interceptions wake was undefeated until they allowed you unc to drop 58 points on them and then an abysmal clemson offense hung 48 on them as well uh, i think pitt is better offensively but also defensively they have the number six ranked rush defense in the nation um let's see they have the fourth rank scoring offense, but I think this is going to be about Narduzzi and his defense. So, you know what Wake Forest likes to do those drawn out RPOs, but honestly the quarterback has lit it up this year. He's put up some pretty, pretty damn good numbers Hartman. Um, but I'll take Narduzzi and his defense to contain him much quicker than I will um, for Wake Forest to be able to stop Pitt and Kenny Pickett, who has just been week in and week out rolling. So um, this is another one where I have so much shit written down. Uh, Wake Forest is 100th in the nation, um, defensively. So bottom of the barrel, they want to run the ball. If they're going to have success, they run the ball more than 40 times a game. So, uh, and which is impressive for a quarterback that's putting up the numbers that that he is. But I think uh, I think it's going to be. This is Kenny Pickett's year, even though I mean they're not doing anything really worth a damn in terms of the playoff. But I'm going to take Pitt minus three. I'm also going to take the under seventy two and a half. I think we're, you're not going to see fifty out of Wake Forest again in this one, like in few games past. So, give me Pitt minus three and the under seventy two and a half. Which side are you on?
2: Um, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna roll with Pitt here. I was like. The big thing is, like, I like Wake Forest a lot. Their offense is really good, but the defense is just horrible. I think that that's a problem here. It's like, I could see there being a good bit of points scored here. It's just like, Pitt probably wins the game by double digits at the end that they, I think they pull away.
1: Yeah, only three. I mean, that doesn't feel like enough. And then
2: Pickett has the flu. Oh. Pickett has the flu? Yeah. What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, dude. This shit's annoying. Kenny Pickett doesn't practice Tuesday. Pit football amid flu outbreak. Kind of flu.
1: Scratch pit. (laughs) Not even rolling the dice there. Just give me the under. It's down to 71.5. It's going to plummet. He's got the flu. Give me the under 71.5. If there's anything that uh, I care about, it's Narduzzi. So does he have the flu? I hope not. Don't matter. Don't care. If you're gonna pick a side, take Pitt. Uh, uh, there's a good chance that just I just
2: keep ain't. it. <sighs> it says, Pickett assured reporters Wednesday that his bout with the flu is temporary and that he's going to be ready to go." Give me Pitt. They got him. Uh, <laughs> they got
1: him. Um, Tamiflu. He's going to be good to go. He
2: said he's feeling a lot better now. There were just a couple of days where he was feeling really bad, but he definitely feels a lot better now.
1: Good. Okay. I'm back on. Back didn't y'all on get Pitt.
0: Food poisoning. Uh, One year for football.
1: Yeah. Yep. From Winn Dixie. What, Fountain Blue? Mm
0: hmm.
1: Y'all got from, food. from the sandwiches. After
0: the team missed I, practice I, I and a I quarter did.
1: of the team missed the game, we got our asses kicked. Would y'all have not if everybody played? No. No, y'all wouldn't have?
2: We would have sucked.
1: Oh, okay. That's what I meant. Like, would y'all have not gotten your asses kicked if everybody was healthy? Y'all would have. Yeah. Is what you're saying? Okay. Um. Yeah. Give me Pitt. Minus three under seventy one and a half uh Justin which side are you on
0: I'm also on pit minus three okay so that's it
1: that is it um so yeah we'll recap recap real quick I am on Western Kentucky minus three Oregon plus three I am on Baylor plus five and a half in the under forty seven I'm on Utah State plus six Kent State minus three and a half Give me Georgia minus six and a half in the biggest college football game in recent memory. Um, I'm on Houston plus ten and a half. This is my lock of the week. Give me Michigan minus ten and a half. And then I am on Pitt minus three, the under 71
2: and a half. I'm on ULL plus three. All right. Give me Western Kentucky minus three and Conference USA Championship. Give me. Utah, minus three in the Pac-12 championship. For the Big 12 championship, Baylor versus Oklahoma, I'm going to go with the Oklahoma State. I'm going to go with the under, 47. Kent State, minus three and a half against Northern Illinois. I'm going with Kent State, minus three and a half. San Diego State, minus six in the Mountain West championship. In the Sun Belt Championship, I'm going App State, Louisiana, under 53. In the SEC Championship, I'm going to take Alabama, plus six as my lock. In Michigan, uh, Iowa, the Big Ten Championship, I'm rolling with Michigan, minus ten and a half. In the American Championship, I'm going to take Houston, plus ten and a half. In the ACC Championship, I'm rolling with Pitt, minus three. Bama is a lock, huh? Yep.
1: That's the greatest defense of your lifetime. Well, you yeah. should feel great about it. <laughs> that is a good <laughs> point. That's a good point. Against the greatest defense of your lifetime.
0: Uh, I have Oregon plus three, UTSA plus three, and the over at 72-and-a-half. NIU plus three-and-a-half and the over at 74-and-a-half. Baylor plus five-and-a-half. San Diego State minus six and the over 50 UL plus three Cincinnati minus 10 and a half Bama plus six and a half Michigan minus 11. And my lock of the week is Pittsburgh minus three.
1: What the hell. <laughs> um. All right. We'll recap NFL real quick. Um, last week I went four and four. Uh, after what happened in college, I'll take it, but bears minus three. Uh, were these the Thanksgiving games? These were. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bears minus three. They went by two. Um Bears should have covered the spread. There's no two ways about it. They were looking they were looking good. Andy Dalton was moving the ball, so they weren't. Uh Raiders plus seven and a half was easy pickings. They won outright, if I remember correctly, pretty pretty substantially. Thanksgiving feels like it was a year ago. Uh I think
2: um, it ended up being close, wasn't it? Did it? Down at the end it was close, but I mean the Raiders. Or sub, it was like never in oh, doubt. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. It was never in doubt that they weren't going to cover yeah.
1: because of the 7.5. But, yeah, it ended up going to overtime. Raiders won by 3. Uh, Saints and Bills under 46. Um, thank you to the Saints for only scoring 6 points, I guess, for the sake of the bet because if they showed up at all, this would have went over. But, uh, yeah, that sucked. Uh, Bucks minus 3 was my lock of the week. And, honestly, it was not a lock until it was. Uh, Leonard Fournette, thank you for sealing the deal there with an incredible run to end it. Um, Turning back the clock a little bit this season. Uh, Titans plus six and a half, didn't get it done there. I honestly barely remember these games. Actually, they played the Patriots. This one was close. Final score was not. It was close up until – they dropped what would have been a surefire fucking pick six. The running back has stone—I mean, the linebacker has stone hands—dropped uh, what undoubtedly would have been a pick six. And then Ryan Tannehill left a lot of stuff on the out on the field, uh, a lot of opportunities. Chargers minus two and a half got off to such a bad start. Their offense is just fucking—I don't get it. They need to take the take the training wheels off of, of off of Herbert and let him do what he can do. Because not, he's not the reason that this offense is not rolling like it should be. Um, they end up losing by double digits. But a pick six off of the hands of Austin Eckler was the what sealed it for him there. Uh, but didn't get it done. Vikings plus three against the Niners. We had plenty of opportunity to go and cover this spread. Uh, Dalvin Cook getting hurt. Fumbles as he dislocates his shoulder. He's crying, getting carted off like he's losing a limb, you fucking bitch. Get up off the damn field. Your goddamn legs aren't broken. Your shoulder's out of place. Have you not seen Friday Night Lights? Billingsley would have fucking ran the ball in. So didn't get it done uh at plus three there then on either sunday night monday night i think it was sunday night ravens minus three and a half and one of the strangest football games you'll ever watch lamar threw four picks i got called basically essentially i was getting called a racist on twitter for saying that lamar jackson sucks but he does so um it's not because he's black it's because he's a terrible quarterback that's why he sucks so they're like oh he's got an mvp Oh, did you just fucking hibernate through the playoffs when he shits the bet every year and loses to the fucking Titans? Like, I mean, at the end of the day, he doesn't suck, but he sucks. So, um, four and four on the week for me, but I did hit my lock of the week. Nick, you had, what is that, five plays? Yeah, five plays.
2: Yeah, Lions plus three. The Bears were marching down the field, down one point, 14 to 13, and... Instead of trying to score touchdown, they run the clock down by kneeling it pretty close to the goal line and just kick the field goal to win the game. Um, the Lions only lose by two. The Raiders plus seven and a half. The game went to overtime, and the Raiders were able to edge out the Cowboys. Saints plus six. This is my lock of the week. I'll always follow my sword for the Saints. Nothing wrong with that. Um, Buccaneers minus three. This was a frickin' – I thought we were pushing here for sure. Yeah. Um, Tampa Bay was about to do the same thing that the Bears did. By running the clock out, it was a tie ball game, but then Leonard Fournette broke it.
1: Channeled his inner
2: Kennedy For a touchdown. And then the frickin' uh, Colts returned the damn kickoff return down to the 30. Thank God. I think it was the kicker who pulled them out of bounds. If he doesn't do that – He barely – yeah, the guy barely got a hold of him and made him stumble. Yep. Um. Luckily, the Colts didn't find a way to score and b- push the game to overtime. The Buccaneers covered. Rams plus one. Um. Matthew Stafford's the most overrated underrated player there's ever been. Yeah. No, he's really not that good. But at, then he's like does things,
1: and you're like, that was pretty good. That was good. Um. Yeah. The Rams are an enigma this year. It's like, are the Rams good? Are they not good? Well, their defense has struggled a little bit too. More than what you would have thought. Their linebacker play is uh, fucking terrible. God awful. They're great in the secondary, great in the trenches. Yeah. Terrible in the middle. Um, So you went three and two, but you did not hit your lock of the week.
2: Well, that's not anything new. Something to
0: be said for that. Justin, you had five plays as well. Yeah. um, I was on the lines with Nick. He covered that. Cowboys minus seven and a half. Um, That one did not cover. This one was a hard one to pick, but it was my lock of the week. Bills minus six. That one covered. Panthers minus one and a half. Cam Newton set a record for being the worst quarterback in the league. Uh, That one did not cover. And the Seahawks plus one. Russell Wilson, I mean, he pissed me off. He looked terrible. And then on the final drive, he looked like his old self. And then still just fucking... Doesn't do shit.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was a busted coverage. Honestly, you were lucky that it was as close as it was because what's his name was wide the fuck open for that touchdown. I I don't know how they managed to let, how Washington let that happen. Uh, So you went two and three. So yeah, I went four and four. That brings me to 39, 39 and one, sitting at eight and four on my locks of the week. Nick went three and two. That brings him to 30 and 40 and one. Is that correct? Yeah. 30 and 40 and one, three, eight and one in his locks of the week. Uh, Let's just. uh, I mean, we've got to keep bringing attention to That's
2: that. That's under 30% in case you're <laughs> uh,
1: Justin went 2-3. and three. That brings him to 32-17, and 8-4 uh, in his locks of the week as well. So we turn our attention to week 13, uh, Thursday night. Back in the Superdome, Cowboys taking on the Saints. Um, I'll start it off. Give me the Saints plus 4.5. We're going to Taysom Hill changing up the offense a little bit. Uh, It's definitely going to provide a spark. Will it be enough to win this game or cover this game? I don't know. I hope so. Um, Cowboys are dealing with a COVID outbreak. They will not have um, Mike McCarthy stinking up the sideline. Uh, Amari Cooper. I don't know what the final verdict was on Cooper, but we would know by now. Um, I didn't look into it, though, but he was back from – he was negative – Testing negative for COVID, but still experiencing symptoms, if that makes sense. And he wasn't back at practice. They said we. They said if he wasn't back today, then he was not going to be cleared to play. Honestly, I think he's fine, and he just remembers what happened the last time he played Lattimore. So uh, Lattimore has not been playing well, but this is definitely a get-up game for Lattimore. Uh, CeeDee Lamb, we know what happened with the concussion. He did end up playing on Thanksgiving, if I remember correctly. Uh, no, he didn't. Didn't. Don't even know if he clear concussion protocol. Don't care. Um give me the Saints. Great defense sometimes. Uh and Superdome's gonna be loud. It's gonna be rocking. Taysom Hill. Uh there's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of white in that dome. I tell you that. A lot of white. A lot of people who were mad at Drew Brees for caving of the mob. Well, now they're back because uh they got Taysom Hill under center. So see
2: if we can get it done. Yeah, I'm on with the Saints plus four and a half. Mike McCarthy, the fat beatles out
1: the fat beetle i wouldn't pick this game if it wasn't a thursday game just for the record but yeah i mean still the superdome
2: i mean how many can we lose in a row you know yeah i don't know <laughs> i have no idea this is the lock is it? Yeah. oh god
1: um take that for what it's worth uh justin which side are you on take I'm, the cowboys no
0: i'm on the saints too come on bitch <laughs> i'm doing good in the nfl <laughs> yeah i'm
2: saying better against us again you fucking traitor
0: <laughs>
2: all
1: right uh all on the saints nick it's nick's lock of the week um
2: taysom hill man i've been begging for taysom hill to be the quarterback for weeks now just wanting to be injured he wants to not play he wants to wear the earpiece like he's taking his order at mcdonald's Play quarterback and win us the damn game. We need it.
1: I hope he does. I don't know if he's going to. Um, that's what I've been saying. I don't think Taysom
2: solves all the problems. but No, but he definitely – I think he keeps the offense on the field long enough – for the defense to get more breaks, it depends. Yeah, and that's a that's been that's the big that's big why our deal. defense isn't playing as well. Yeah, that's a, why we can't stop the run. It's yeah, like
1: hundred We're yeah. on
2: the field the whole damn game. Yeah,
1: that's why everybody. Oh, our defense isn't as good as we thought. No, our defense is on the fucking field all the time. Like no defense, nobody can just like have fucking the best cardio in the world and never get tired. So, yeah, I I think if they use him. How they should, then it can be effective. But if they try to just throw Taysom into the same offense, then we're fucked. So they need to re- revamp the offense to Taysom Hill's style of play. So we'll see what uh we'll see how it goes. But the dome's going to be loud, that's for sure. Um, nobody likes the Cowboys. So you whether the Cowboys are going eight and eight, zero and eight, or eight zero, your team's going to get up and be ready to go for them. So we're all on the Saints. Big big surprise. Um, all right, so we look ahead to Sunday. Chargers at Bengals is my first one. Give me the over fifty and a half. This will be the battle of Her- Herbert and Burrow, the two best quarterbacks from that class. I think it. I think they live up to uh, the billing. I think the Chargers need to figure it out on offense because it's not Justin Herbert why they're struggling. It's the the questionable fucking play calling they've got weapons they got plenty of guys to get the ball to they got a, a one of the best chain movers in all of football and keenan allen the Bengals do have a good defense but i don't know that it's going to be good I, I i think this is this is the time that the chargers have to prove that they can get a click on, on the offensive side of the football and get back to what they were doing at the beginning of the season and this is going to be what everybody hopes it's going to be this is going to be burrow and herbert going tip for tat, and fucking lighten it up. So give me the over 50 and a half.
2: You're not on the spread? No. Yeah, yeah. I'd lean the Bengals here. I'm not going to take it just because, um, dude, the Chargers' rush defense is horrible. I know, and you wouldn't so, think it would be. like <laughs> It's like Mixon's been getting – that's really – you look at the Bengals, they've been playing well lately, and it's because they've been able to run the football. Yeah, both of these offenses have
1: fucking tons of weapons. Yeah, T. Higgins made an appearance last mm-hmm. week. If T. Higgins can get going – you know what you got in Tyler Boyd, and you really know what you got in Jamar Chase. And then Joe Mixon's been fucking lighting it up. They're giving him 25, 30 yeah. carries. Please, God, Jamar Chase, good. I need you this week. <laughs> yeah, you.
2: I'm starting the, yeah. a couple of scrubs at running backs when running backs have gone yeah, down. Yeah, DeAndre like
1: Swift's it. hurt. Who uh, You got somebody on bye. Scrubs on bye. Yeah, um, Good. My good, guy, Hilliard,
2: good. I picked him up for the Titans. He scored 26 yeah, last well, week. Yeah, whatever. He's on
1: bye. I got Aaron Jones. I just traded for AJ Dillon because of that. Both of them are on bye. Did not check the bye weeks. And then I was like, are we not done with fucking bye weeks? I think Both, that's the last week. Yeah, I know. Both of them are on bye, and then Dalvin Cook's out. So I literally, I'm starting Boston Scott at running back. Um, Damn, that's good.
2: <laughs> I was trying to get him. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'll trade you. Um, but I forgot that w- Tuesday and Wednesday, I forgot to do my waivers.
1: Yeah, I could tell because your lineup still had fucking empty empty guys in there. So I said, okay,
0: good. Um, I've made a ridiculous comeback in, in your league. Yeah, you got no chance. Um, I got a
2: bunch of bums on Monday night. So.
0: <laughs> do you? <laughs> yeah.
2: Ramondre Stevenson, oh, uh, yeah. Matt Breida, Cole Beasley, I'm begging you. <laughs> One of you has got to get a touchdown, please. <laughs>
1: All right, give me your first Sunday game.
2: Um, it's a Sunday night game. Kansas City. How many games do you have? Uh, three, but I got four bets. Okay. Um, Kansas City is taking on Denver. Kansas City's at home. I'm going to roll with the Chiefs minus nine and a half, come off the bye. Denver always does this. They play a, a good game, then a bad game, then a good game, and then guess what? This is going to be a bad
0: game for them, and I'm going to go with the under 47.
1: Okay. Uh, Justin, what is your first Sunday game?
0: Um, mine is going to be the Eagles minus six and a half against the Jets. Okay.
1: Um, the goddamn Eagles! I'm actually on the goddamn Jets plus six and a half. Yeah,
0: the Eagles did not look good
1: at all is last uh, week. Is
0: Wilson
2: back?
1: Uh, yeah, I believe so. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I I've been saying I don't think I don't think, and yes, Wilson is back. Didn't look good against uh. The Texans really arguably having the worst year of any of the quarterbacks from the draft um, other than, I guess, Trey Lance. But Trey Lance fucking threw two touchdowns on his first two plays. So that's more than Zach Wilson can say. Um, they need Zach Wilson to show some type of something to build on. The season's almost over, um, or it's at least approaching almost over. Um I mean, they gotta show. He's gotta show something. He's gotta show flash. and he has shown flashes here and there with certain plays. But I want to see like a, a fucking consistent drive start there. Then show me a consistent quarter.
2: Yeah, the pressure's on him though more than any other rookie quarterback. Yeah, more than it is. Nobody on gives Lawrence. a shit about
1: Lawrence. He's just down no, there. They're sucking. Lawrence, dick.
2: the Jacksonville, they have a decent defense and a good running game. Yeah. It's like if he was playing it's well then they'd best be yeah. they'd be winning games. Yeah. But he's just he's not pu- lighting it up or anything. No, he's done nothing. And then you look at Mac home Jones, home. he's in a perfect situation possible. 100%. Yeah. Um who else is there out there? Uh you got uh obviously
1: Fields. Trey, Fields and then Yeah, yeah. so I mean, Fields you up look in Chicago. at nobody's
2: really other than Mac Jones. Nobody's really that impressive. I Tour. feel like
1: they've all shown well two was two years ago. Yeah. Um I feel like they've all shown flashes, though, or or consistently got it done. Like, in a, like Fields has shown where he was scrambling, keeping plays alive. It's like, okay, that's what you can build off of.
2: Yeah, it doesn't help, though, that Wilson got injured for f- yeah, yeah four weeks or whatever it the was. the backup
1: came in and set a goddamn record. Yeah, so. but then
0: I, he clearly... <laughs> yeah,
1: that was a flash in the pan.
0: <laughs> Wilson wasn't looking that bad, though, either. Whatever. He was right getting right before better he was before got he got hurt. hurt. Yeah. And that's, that's what kind of sucks about him.
2: Um. But he's undoubtedly on the worst team. No, yeah, definitely.
1: But I, that secondary for Philly's not good. So I like Darius Slay, but overall their secondary is not that good. So there will be opportunities. Um, Michael Carter being hurt is not good. I don't know if he's coming back this week. I don't think he is. But still, I'm going to take the Jets at home. They got to they gotta do something. Robert Sala has got to get them going in the right direction. So I think it's a good opportunity after. I mean, the Eagles – Thirteen to seven loss against a divisional opponent. In the Giants, Hurts didn't look good. I don't know. I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna take the Jets at home. Um, I'm also gonna take the Ravens minus four and a half. Lamar looked like absolute shit. Going back to the well. Steelers suck. This is probably a sucker bet. It's a divisional game. Steelers at home getting four and a half. It's a lot of points for a division game, for a home dog. Um, but the defense is not playing bad for Baltimore. Really, the only person playing bad is Lamar. So he said he's got to be better. He said he's going to be better. I'm banking on I'm taking his word for it, believe it or not. Why? I don't fucking know, but I'm going to. So give me the Ravens minus four and a half. Um, so your last one's got to be Monday, right? Yeah, Monday night. Okay, so we'll get to that. Justin, give me your next one on Sunday. I have two more.
0: I have two more. One's my lock.
1: Okay, Do do the other one.
0: Um, it's Monday night
1: one. Okay. Then we'll just wait. Um, is your Monday night your lock?
0: No, Saints are my
2: lock. Oh, right, right,
1: Okay. Um, give me the Seahawks plus three and a half. Seahawks are playing the 49ers at home. 49ers look great. Uh, Debo Samuel's going to be out though. Debo Samuel kind of is what makes their offense go. Um, I mean, really the dude fucking does anything you ask of him. It's kind of incredible. Um, Russell Wilson. I mean, they got Russell Wilson's too damn good to consistently have a bad performance um and they've got weapons on the offensive side of the ball their defense is terrible but three and a half san francisco wins by three so um and then my lock of the week is going to be the rams minus 13 over the jaguars rams have got to get on the right track Mm -hmm. this is the perfect opportunity at home against a terrible jacksonville team this is exactly what the doctor ordered to get clicking and get moving in the right direction. Jacksonville just lost to Atlanta. They lost to San Francisco by 20. Um, the Rams need to. Odell finally got involved on a deep ball. It's not for lack of weapons that the offense has been lackluster, I guess. The 31-10 to loss against San Francisco was terrible. Um, Sean McVay is too good of a sig- uh, of a play caller, so... Give me the Rams, minus 13. It's my lock of the week. Uh, y'all go ahead with your Monday nights. Go on
2: locks. Go on with your lock. <laughs>
0: say my lock. lock before my Monday night one?
1: Yeah, you can.
2: Your lock isn't Monday? I thought you said it Uh-oh. was Monday. Oh. Okay, go ahead. You must have misspoken.
0: Uh, my lock is the Chargers and Bengals over 50 and a half. Uh, okay, well, when I talked about that, you should have said that it was your lock. Oh,
1: I, d- I didn't even know you had it. So the first one I gave out. Oh, other than, my bad. Other
2: than uh, All right, we'll go to Monday the, night. I don't right. know where
0: you're Are at. you sure that's your lock? Yeah, you don't want it to be? I don't know. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, well, I mean, we, I, we went into, like a lot of detail on
0: that. I'm sorry. We talked about that one for a while.
1: Sorry. All right,
0: what's uh, Monday night? My Monday night one is the Bills minus two and a half against the Patriots. Well,
1: Nick's
2: definitely on that. I'm definitely on the Patriots. Are you really? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Look, I think the Bills, the lack of a run game is a problem. It's going to make
1: life, and, and I'm not on either side of this. The Bills very well could and may cover, but that is a big, I thought that was going to be the big deal with the Saints defense. For Bill Belichick, that's going to make his life a lot easier.
2: Yeah, and um, dude, New England's rolling. I think that this is a big spot for, now this is a huge game as far as playoff implications are concerned. Division, the lead, I think, probably is on the line here. Um, Yeah, I like the Patriots here. Okay. It's that time of year.
1: Yeah, it is, but I keep waiting for Mac Jones to kind of – he's really not playing that great. Like, the defense is playing damn good. And they're running the ball. They got got
2: quite a few running backs that they can lean on. Yeah,
1: and and it's not like – he's not playing bad. He's just game managing. He's not lighting it up. They're not winning games because of him, but they're not losing games because of him so it's like when and trey
2: like, white went down that's big for the Bills. that is
1: big that is really big um i love jacoby myers on offense for the patriots he's their chain mover he's the go-to guy um but then he got born so like they have these guys that are not big names but are quality receivers you know what they have in the tight ends all of that and like nick said a ton of different running backs so it's really like just Mac Jones don't fuck it up, but I keep waiting for him to fuck it up. So I'm not I'm not touching this. We'll see how the week goes. You never know. I may add something. Um, but that'll be – it's going to be a damn good game. I'll tell you that. That'll be definitely one to watch. So, uh, all right, I'll recap mine, and then we'll go around the table. Thursday night, I got the Saints plus four and a half. I got the Bengals and Chargers over 50 and a half. I have the Ravens minus four and a half. I have the Seahawks plus three and a half at home. The Jets plus six and a half at home. I've got the Rams minus 13 points, my lock of the week. I, I mean, I feel like home home dogs. Home dogs are where it's at in the NFL, even though I'm against a home dog with the Ravens.
2: Um, all right, go ahead. I'm on all the primetime games. Thursday night football, I'm taking the Saints plus 4.5 as my lock of the week. Sunday night football, I'm on the Chiefs minus 9.5, and, and I'm on the under forty seven. And then on Monday night football, Patriots at Bills. I'm taking the Patriots plus two and a half. Okay, Jocelyn.
0: Thursday night, I'm on the Saints plus four and a half. Then I'm on the Bills minus two and a half. And then Monday night, I'm on the E. I mean, shit, fuck that up. But I'm on the Eagles minus six and a half. And then my lock of the week is the Chargers and Bengals over 50 and a half. You just cost yourself your Eagles bet. I like
1: that. <laughs> um. All right, episode ninety six. I believe is a 96. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Um. A big easy bets is in the books. Do y'all have anything to say before we go? See you later alligator. All right. Yep. Okay. Justin seconds that prediction strike. Go download the app. Go use the promo code big easy bets. They will match a free athlete share of $20 or more big easy bets. All one word. If you support the podcast support prediction strike. Cause then it, and then in turn supports us. But if you really want to support us, you can buy a t-shirt if we help you win a bet. Contact us, messages on Twitter. Go follow the Instagram page for all of our college basketball picks. Only had one play tonight, didn't win it, but still off to a really good start. Uh, Nick's off to a better start. Justin's fighting for it to stay above five hundred tonight will tell the tale. Uh, but everybody's off to a good start. Go follow the Instagram page, follow the Twitter page, and tell a friend about the podcast. Buy a t shirt, whatever you want to do. All right, episode ninety six. Y'all have a good one. Who that?